Hello, Andy. Hi, Linda. How are you? I just got a funny error from GarageBand. It said, system overload could not process all of the data in time. Ooh. But what I just pressed mean? record again, and it seems to be going fine. So I appear to have overloaded my robot, but then I just said, no, try again. And it seems to be working all right. I love the try again message. Like, what? You're a robot. Like, it didn't even why? give me that option. I just made it do it again. I was like, no, again, again. Wow. Yeah. So bizarre. How are you, Computers. Linda, on this nice Monday off? Um, I am good. I just did the BIPOC design history class, which was cool and great. I love this whole series. It's a great class series. Everybody should do it. Is that uh, and Silas Monroe's class? Or am I getting confused with another one? Yeah, Silas, uh, Silas, whatever his last name is. Um, Monroe, I think. Yeah. Pretty sure. Yeah, it's cool. Cool. Do you recommend it? I do. Nice. Uh, I feel like the lectures are like, they're very focused. So uh, they'll focus just on a specific like idea or time in history. Um, like today, or they were talking about the civil rights movement and specifically like the protest signs and the typography used on those signs. And uh, there's just like so much inter inter interesting history there. And then they kind of uh, touch on, you know, other stuff as well. But it just feels like a lot of stuff that's left out of your traditional graphic design education. Now, is it more about design or is it more about the history around the design? Uh, both. So I would say it's like your favorite design nerd uh, telling you about history or telling you about civil rights or telling you about blackface. So like somebody who uh, is really proficient and interested in a nerdy thing and then they talk to you about historical movements and like how they kind of will look at it through this lens of uh, design and art and like how culture and art played a part in that historical movement. Um, so it doesn't feel like it's exactly one or the other, but it's a nice marrying of the two, I think. Cool. Yeah. Uh, cool. What else is going on, Linda? Uh, so now I'm going for a walk and trying to have some gratitude. I'm grateful for my, cause like I, my, I have weird parts of me swelling up again. My toes are swollen again, Andy. Oh no, you've got COVID toes I know. again. I know, so I guess they're not COVID toes because I've been swollen for a few weeks. Um, and I have little oh, like sorry bumps about on your my toes. It's okay. It's easy to spiral and be like, ah, what does it mean? Uh, so instead, I'm just trying to be like, I probably just need to drink more water and get out of the house more. Yeah, I find <laughs> physical ailments to be very mentally taxing. It, right. It feels like, I don't know, I feel like I'm reminded that I'm trapped in a flesh prison whenever there's anything wrong with my flesh prison, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like right now, there's like a little bump on my finger and it hurts a lot. And I'm like, why? What are you? Why? Get out. Get yeah. the fuck out of my life. I don't know if I, if I told you this before, but years ago, years, 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 years ago, uh, I was in an Airbnb in San Francisco 
and I got ringworm from the sheets on this bed. Oh, you told me about that. Yeah, yeah. but like worst I remember just, this was just like it was the worst for my mental health because I just felt disgusting all the time. And also it was just like all around my groin, just this gross like Ugh. rash. And it just like felt bad to have a weird shitty dick for a while. I don't know. It was, it was really bad. I didn't like it. Oh, my gosh. Andy, I just walked by a city bike, an e-bike. And uh, it was calling my name, so we're going to see how it works. All right. Hey, a biking episode. Yeah. Just make oh, sure you pay, great. you pay full attention to the road. Oh, I am. I'm just going to go slow. Just on my little side road here. Nice. The e-bike. The e-bike, Andy. Oh, it's the best invention. I've heard they are magical to ride. I have yet to ride one myself. Yeah. Like, you know how sometimes you're riding your bike and you get all sweaty? Yes, You're I do know that. <laughs> you don't have to do that on e-bike. That does sound very appealing. I could see myself getting one in the future, but yeah. I don't know. Part of me doesn't want to accept it because it seems too good, you know? Yeah. Oh, man, the only downside, forgot the dang gloves. Mm, that's going to be cold. My hands are very sensitive when I'm, when I'm biking. I have to, like, wear gloves when it gets below, like, 55 or 60. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I know where I'm going to go. I'm going to ride a few blocks up to the glove store. Into Brooklyn Heights, and I'm gonna park it, and then I'm gonna back home. I uh, I got Apple AirPods finally, which I know you are an AirPod oh, user, cool. and I have been using. So like, I when I sit at my desk, I have like a nice pair of headphones. But when I do the dishes or like I'm on a walk or something, my my headphones of choice for the past five or six years have been this like nine dollar pair of you know whatever Philips earbuds that I bought at like a airport you know, kiosk yep. years ago because I was getting on a plane and forgotten my headphones and I bought these like cheap earbuds. And then at some point the right earbud stopped working. It like broke and so I just cut it off with a pair of scissors. So it had like, you know, a loose wire floating around on it. It was just a single earbud. Uh and I finally upgraded to the fancy AirPods and they are amazing. It is an incredible invention. But I also simultaneously feel like my headphones can run out of batteries like that's yeah that seems like a thing that shouldn't ha that shouldn't be able to happen it's just it's it's a trade-off you know and i feel like that's the right. e-bike thing you know e-bike's great until the one day that you e-bike across town and then you run out of batteries and you have to pedal this like giant battery pack and electric motor back up a hill <laughs> and the the airpods are great until you're on a flight that's longer than the battery life and then you're like oh great cool i guess i can only listen to stuff for the first well, that's four and a half hours of this flight and then i gotta wait for my headphones to recharge well the good news andy is you don't get to go anywhere for a long time so. hey cheers to that <laughs> your your wall charger is right there there the will time. be no planes in my future. I did end up uh, researching the best portable battery, and I got one that's pretty slim. And if you remember to keep that thing charged, oh boy. Oh, yeah. I've got a travel battery. I'm not a monster. If you're going to, you always got to have a travel battery, which I honestly, I've barely used it. It's just there to soothe my anxieties. It's just there so yeah. I know that I always have a backup battery. I think I've maybe used it once. When I actually like needed it, and every other time it's just like sat in my bag, fully charged, ready to go. Yeah, exactly. Oh yeah, I even have the stupid one that came with the away suitcase, and like those suitcases are like a hundred bucks, but the battery that comes with it is great. There you go. Battery is worth more than the dang case. That's a life hack for you. Buy a suitcase, yeah. take the battery out, sell the suitcase on eBay, take that battery for you. Yeah. Boom boom. 
I love fresh direct trucks. You love what now? Uh, just a meta red light next to a fresh direct mm. truck. There's a sweet old couple crossing the street. Oh, they're so cute. Andy, old people. Some of them are cute. Some of them are not. So, <laughs> oh, this morning I was on a walk. I walked to the pier, talked to my therapist, looked at the city, and then I put on your podcast. My, my famous podcast, Earth to Linda. Have you heard of it? Your, your Joe Para podcast. Oh, Andy, it's great. It's so good. I'm glad you like it. It's so good because I get to listen to, like, I ran out of Joe Paras that are new to me. And I keep wanting to rewatch it, but I'm like, no, I need to wait. I need to wait a minute. You think if you watch it too soon, you're going to, like, spoil it for yourself? You're going to not like it anymore? Or I'm just going to, like, I don't know. I want to suspend the magic. So I understand. Yeah. So listening to your podcast is helping me to suspend the magic. Hooray. So good. Well, I'm glad you like it, Linda. That really means a lot. Yes. The best thing you've ever done. Fuck your stupid magic podcast or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the market for a Joe Parra podcast is also a, b- a bit small, I think. <laughs> An audience of one, and that one is me. Uh, oh, we've, we've yeah. t- Ooh, I've got a gust of wind on the knuckle. That's not good. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I was going to say that uh, you know we, we posted that podcast to the, the Joe Parra subreddit and got a lot of full, fun, exciting Joe Parra fans found us that way. And uh, the the woman who is the trainer of the Basset Hound that Joe Para has in the show has offered to be a guest oh. sometime. So we're going to have her oh on it sometime to talk oh about the Basset Hound that stars in Joe Para Talks With You. Oh, what's it like to be famous? Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people have said that Joe, notoriously, is very willing to go on like fans' podcasts and stuff. And they think that if we invited him, he would come. And oh, I don't yeah. know how I feel about that. I don't know if I want to talk to Joe Pera. I feel like it might ruin the magic. I don't think it would. I think it'd be great. Just invite him. Man, what's wait till we finish the, the podcast? You know, get all the episodes in- done. And then we, can, yeah. then we can maybe see if he wants to come on. But invite him on the episode that I guest star on. <laughs> and I did say guest <laughs> Linda, there's no doubt that whenever you're on, whenever you're on the track, you're always the star. There's no, there's no hiding that. This episode features Linda as star of Earth to Linda. Mm-hmm. I also thought we could do an episode that's Earth to Linda talks about Matt and Andy talk with you about Joe Pera talks with you. The more we do it's the joke, the funnier it is. Out. The further you go, the more funnier it gets. That's how this joke yes. works. How many layers can you get? 101. That's it. That's one of the first lessons they teach you at, you know, like the UCB or whatever. They're like, just keep going. If a joke isn't working, the more you add on top of it, the better it gets. They teach you the same thing at baking school. They're like, if your cake grows, keep layering on the icing. Keep smothering it. Goodness. Yeah, they teach you the same thing at sedimentary rock school. They're like, oh, your sedimentary rock's not sedimentary enough? Just layer some more sedimentary rock on top of it. Wait a few thousand years. Boom, baby. That's a sedimentary rock. Baby, baby. Do you remember that they taught us about all the rocks and stuff in school? I've been thinking lately about how much useless shit they teach us in school. 
Yeah, you know, they taught us about Jesus Christ and how he saved humanity. I didn't get that one in school, but yeah, that, 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 <laughs> that definitely school? falls into the category of useless shit. It's just, it's funny that our educational system seems to be like, everybody needs to know a little bit about everything. Like, geology? Yeah, everyone needs to know a little geology. And I'm like, do people need to know a little geology, though? Do they? Like, what? who cares about what igneous rock is unless you're going to be a person that studies rocks? Like, yeah, I feel like everyone should be taught a little more about, like, personal finance and how to use the internet without falling into a without falling for a QAnon conspiracy theory like those are the classes we need oh to teach oh my god I bet we'll have those someday I don't know maybe it's gonna be a while before like policy catches up with technology maybe yeah. it never will maybe that's the whole point of it yeah it'll always be behind I think a little bit but uh you know fast forward 20 years we'll have a cool elementary school class on how to make a, a viral TikTok yeah yeah, I mean, we had, like, a media class when I was in middle school and high school, and you, like, really? make your own little, uh, make your own little radio show. Oh, sure, I know what you mean, I got you. Not a class make about, like, own... how to parse the media, but just, right. you know, you make the, the school announcements or whatever. Right, exactly. So, yeah, we had a little okay, TV station in my high school, WVIK, because we were the Vikings. Oh, cool. Yeah. Cool guy alert. Somehow I wasn't involved with that. It seems like a thing I would have been involved with, but I wasn't. <laughs> I also wasn't involved with the school newspaper, which also seems like a thing I might be involved with. Yeah, same here. Uh, I was not invited. Ultimately, I was just more apathetic than, uh, than people think about yeah. everything that was happening in high school. Yeah, I was like, do I have an interest yeah. in publication design? Yes, I do. Do I want to be a part of the school newspaper? No, no, I do not. <laughs> Almost hit like four people who just. I had a green light, and they're just walking right, looking at me, looking at me. Like, oh, she won't, she won't keep going through that green light. You want to bet? Yeah, they're asserting dominance. They were young people, Andy. <laughs> oh, teens are teens are scary. Teens are bad. Well, they were probably like twenty four, but still. No, twenties are even worse. Even worse. I feel like teens are better off than twenty year olds. Like twenty to twenty five, I feel like is the true. The true like black hole of of human life. They got the world on a string, Andy. Ain't nothing can touch them. Is that what got the world on a string means? What does it mean to have the world on a string? I don't know, but I like it. I like saying it. <laughs> <laughs> it means it's fun to say and shut up. That's what it means. Google it. I'm on a bike. I can't Google things right now. I'm assuming it means that like you're kicking ass. And you have you're kicking so much ass that you have the world on a string, like you, you know it's in the palm of your hand, you know. Right. That's what I'm thinking. Hmm. That's how young people are. So this Frank Sinatra song is just the thing that keeps coming up, but I don't want to know about the song. I want to know about the phrase and where it came from. World on a string etymology. String around my finger. What a world. What a life. All right. Well, if you Google world on a string etymology, you get the etymology of the word string, and then you get the etymology of G-strings. Those are the two things you get in order based on my Google. And is that based on my Google history? Probably, but I'm, I'm putting myself on notice here. I'm telling on myself. And is the G-string the most famous string? I guess it is. Can you name a more popular string than the G-string? String theory. Wait, now I want to know the etymology. Why is it called the G-string? Yeah, why? Do you know why? I don't know. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to click on this link. Well, I'm thinking about G as a gangster, like ain't nothing but a G thing. 
Is it like that, G, or is it just like it's your groin string? Your um, gonad string. Okay, so, I mean, according to this, the etymology is unknown, but perhaps from the influence of the violin string tuned to a G, which is the lowest and heaviest oh. of the violin strings. No. A smart person wrote that, and a smart person definitely didn't name the G string. Yeah, I feel similarly. <laughs> I feel like... I feel like some nerds were like sitting around a history book and they were like, well, we, what other G strings can we think of, friends? And they were like, oh, what about a violin G string? That's probably it. The thickest of the strings and it makes the most sense. Yeah, that's that dumb. string is thick with two C's. That's what I say about the G string on violin. That's funny. Ah. Biking by this deli that Lenny always poops in front of, and I'm grateful right now that he's not pooping where he shouldn't. The poop deli. Yeah. Maybe I can look up this Frank Sinatra song on uh, Rap Genius, and it'll tell me what it means. And this is the Hey now. I'm in love. Anyway, I don't actually know what it means. Turns out. Huh? Turns out I don't know what it means. I don't know yeah. what uh, what having the word on the string means. Okay. I don't think okay, it's related to the violin G string, nor do I think it's related to the thong G string. Oh my god, I'm biking by a little Sadie lookalike. Hello. I love Sadie lookalikes, and I've seen people send me pictures all the time because she just looks like a normal ass dog, right? She's just like brown or white dog. She looks a lot like the dog emoji, and so I get sent pictures of Sadie lookalikes pretty often and one time someone yeah. sent me this picture of a Sadie lookalike that was like a, a newborn puppy almost like a really young puppy and I got surprisingly emotional thinking about how I would never see Sadie as a puppy I would never know what she looked like as a puppy oh, I know it made me sad oh anyway but she's cute now I'm great by great great day what are you doing today? Do you work today or no work? Today? No, 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 no work. I, we went on a long hike this morning, which was great. Got some exercise, breathed in some some fresh, clean air. And then, uh, yeah, took a nap and just relaxing. Not Try not to look at a computer is, is the rule. That's great. The problem is, Linda, all of my hobbies are also on computer. And so it's like, it's this weird, I have a weird oh, relationship challenge. with it. Because I don't want to look yeah. at computer, but also I want to do my hobbies. I want to do the things that I love. But they all live on computer. They all live on computer. I really want to do some simsing. Some, some what? Sims. The Sims. You know, my little game. No, I can barely hear what you're saying. Sudzing? What are you saying? The Sims. Oh, the Sims. Simsing. Hell yeah. Play some Sims. Yeah. You know. You know what I do. Oh. I did a little bit of computer work and a little bit of learning, and then I will reward my brain power with some mush. I still think that if you started a Twitch channel where you just streamed you playing The Sims, it would be very popular on Twitch. Probably. You could become a popular video game streamer. I mean, in my head, that's all it takes. And then, in exchange for streaming The Sims for 9 to 10 hours a day, 6 days a week, you could make, like, uh, you know... Six thousand dollars a month or something. That'd be amazing. How great would that be? Well, that's the thing is, I don't know how great it would be. I I, I watch a lot of Twitch streams, uh, a fair fair amount of them, and for video games that I like and think are interesting, and seeing people that are like, not 
the super popular. I mean, there's some streamers that make hundreds of thousands of dollars a month, and it's like, yeah, for them, that surely has to be great. Like, <laughs> I have no no sympathies at all for them. Like, that's just great. You're very lucky to be cashing in on this. Like, you know, I hope you're saving your money while you can because it's not going to last forever. That's my feeling about that. The, right. like, mid-tier streamers, the people that, like, stream, again, I mean, I'm talking, like, you know, eight to ten hours a day of the same video game mostly because most of them are popular for one video game they play. Uh, for, you know, six or seven days a week, every single week, and end up making, you know, like I said, six grand a month or whatever, which is f fine. It's a, it's, a, it's a lot of money for playing video games, but it's not, like, yeah. a lot of money. It's not, you're not getting, you know, rich doing that, really. Um, Do they get uh, benefits? No benefits, yeah. Apparently Twitch does not pay <laughs> benefits. Yeah, you got to pay for your own health care, pay for everything like that. I don't know. It's, uh, people are clearly, like, a little bit trapped by it, which... You know, if because if you could make that much money playing a video game, you, you would. I mean, you would you wouldn't go get like another job instead. But then like, right. where does that lead, right? Like, what is what's the next step? And also, it's so easy, right. I think, to come in to come to hate the thing you love when you when it becomes a, a job like that, and you have to be oh, there totally. every single day. You know, putting in the work, and you can see that like if if they take a couple days off, like their subscribers drop off, and it's like, all right, you took two days off, and now you make less money. Like, it's just direct right. feedback that is like really kind of toxic and sad i think yeah no thank you not the job for me thank you you could just do it on, you could just stream just stream it for your friends though just you know post the link on twitter i'll watch you <laughs> play some sims tonight for a little bit that'd be fun that sounds good yeah the other day i was uh i have this lady you know she's really trying to be famous andy she finally got famous but uh she still hasn't won any awards so she hasn't like won that big grammy or is she i would say is she a musician an actress what are we talking about she's an actress so now wouldn't it be pretty meta if your sims wanted to be stars on twitch <laughs> if that's a career path i've gone out of my way to avoid it <laughs> I, I don't like to be all like you know old fogey boomer about like the kids and stuff but i did see a uh research thing that was done recently that indicated that upwards of like 60 to 70 percent of elementary school kids said that they're what they'd like to be for for a living like when they grow up is a youtube uh star and oh my god that is one of the bleakest things i've ever heard in my entire life and dude those kids like the really famous ones make millions yeah it's i mean insane. you can make so much money on youtube if you uh if you game it right but yeah. It's just, I mean, the idea that people making a lot of money on YouTube are having fun, I think very few of them actually are. Yeah. I think that when we were kids, it was like, you know, I think we also wanted things like being famous singers or like, I remember when VJs were a thing, people being like, I want to be a VJ when I grow up, which is essentially like a YouTuber. Like, hi, I'm a person who doesn't really have any skin in this game, but I'm going to talk about it. Sure. I mean, I guess if you were talking about being a, a VJ, <laughs> I don't feel comfortable <laughs> saying that term. Um, yeah, the, the thing that gets me is that, like, yeah, sure, like, I think it's fine that a lot of kids want to grow up to be famous movie stars or, you know, rappers or whatever. Because, like, I don't know. I'm going to get, like, on a weird, like, elitist hobby horse now about, like, art. I think most YouTube stars are not really making creative work. I think they right. have figured out some little trick to monetize and they're just throwing fodder into the cash cow machine and just like, you know, burning it up where same thing with influencers though. 
Oh, for sure. Like, Absolutely. The second that Instagram like makes a slight change to the way that their product works, there's like this upheaval of people who are like, how am I going to make money? And yeah. you're like, I don't know. Don't base your income on a social media app. <laughs> like, yeah, they could just, for sure. <laughs> they could <laughs> just sunset it. But, I mean, they're not going to because they're making so much money off of you. But yeah. But yeah, anyway, it's just, it's just so much more like, because I know the kinds of streamers that are popular are people that are just doing like unboxings and shit. And it's like, why do you want to make that? Like make, make music, make some art or yeah. something, but just, I don't know. I think, I think dreaming to be an artist is a great, is a great dream. I dream of being an artist. I don't want to have a job. I just want to be an artist, but yeah. dreaming of being a YouTube star and describing it as a YouTube <laughs> star and not as like, you know, I want to make interesting videos for people. It's like, no, you just, you just want like, and so many of them are just, like, have you ever seen any of the ones where it's just, like, rich family and just giving a tour of all their, like, cool shit? Oh, I have not seen that. That's a whole category of them. Uh, somebody sent me this awful video I can dig through my, my text messages and find. That was, like, this brother and sister duo whose parents started putting them on YouTube when they were young, and they became YouTube stars doing, like, the unboxings and garbage like that. And they made so much money that they bought themselves a separate house. And I think, like, in the video, oh my God. The, 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 like, the, the boy is, like, maybe 9 or 10, and the girl's, like, 12 or 13, and they have their own, like, separate house in L.A. now. Wow. And this video, which has just, like, you know, 50 million views or whatever, is just them giving a tour of their, like, bougie house they bought with the YouTube money. And it's, like why do you want to watch this anybody <laughs> like what? Yeah. it's just a bunch of like spoiled kids and you're watching them be spoiled and it's not funny it's not interesting they're not charismatic <laughs> and i don't understand why like, i mean i guess I, I like cribs cribs is fun but it's because you get to see like how a house was designed and how someone lives and this was just like check out oh our pool God. on the roof this is where we hang out ha 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 but oh Very scary. this weekend I did watch a few episodes of this new show called uh, Bling Empire. And <laughs> I like the name already. <laughs> yeah, and uh, a review of it described it as like crazy rich Asians, but in real life. And that's essentially what it is. It's just like all these people in L.A. who are filthy rich. Like we're talking billionaires, like people whose uh, trust and inheritance comes from like their grandpa was an arms dealer. <laughs> So, uh, it's it's just fascinating, like, and weird. They just live a t on a, like in the same world that we live in, but on this plane that you just don't even see. <laughs> so I get the appeal of like that kind of thing, but not of like these kids who just like here's a toy, I'm gonna open it. But that's the shit that makes so much money. Yeah, kids are weird. Yeah, it's I don't know. There's, there was, I did a really great article I read years ago about these weird machine-generated YouTube channels that were basically, like, taking popular keywords and inserting them algorithmically into these, like, 3D animations with, like, recordings over them just to farm YouTube views for children was basically the yeah, whole point. Uh, wow. And yeah. it was... Very bleak because, I mean, the reason the article was, like, being written is because some of them ended up, like, being very horrifying because they're not vetted by people. It's like these, these YouTube accounts upload, like, you know, dozens of hours of videos every single day because the more videos, the more views, the more money. And right. it's just like, you know, a badly rendered 3D Spider-Man comes in and goes like, oh, I'm Spider-Man. And then, like, Shrek <laughs> is like, Shrek's here. And they just, like, do random shit that's all generated by this machine. But, uh... 
it was talking about like all the kids that are like obsessed with these channels and it's like you're just literally watching like it's like it's like watching the like the the snow on a on an old CRT television like this is not anything this is just like <laughs> cultural noise well and it's like commercials like if in the 90s we could just sign up just to watch the commercials that's what it feels like that's why it feels so weird yeah yeah anyway the kids anyway happy monday happy monday linda you said you wanted to keep this one snippy which i, I think means short yeah okay snip it up let's cut it let's cut it into pieces see i usually hear it as keep it snappy it is snappy i think i just said the wrong word that's okay <laughs> i understood what you meant i was like i think snippy means keep it to a tight 30 <laughs> yeah and i'm gonna buy some uh chicken stock because Mark is making something that requires it, and we have none at home. A very exciting Monday for you. Oh, yeah. Well, good talking to you, Andy. <laughs> good talking to you, too. I will stop you the recording now. <laughs>